0: What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Millennial Hollywood here on the Popcorn Talk Network. Today, we have an incredibly special guest, so don't go too far.
1: Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies.
0: What is up, you guys? I am extremely excited to air this interview for you guys. It is Troyan Belisario. I was so happy to get an interview with her. We are talking about her new film, Feed, in which she deals with the death of her twin brother, her character, Olivia, and also she develops an eating disorder. It's a very serious topic, but an amazing film. You guys gotta check it out. It's released tomorrow, but let's go ahead and watch the interview. What is up you guys? Welcome back to Millennial Hollywood here on the Popcorn Talk Network. We are so excited to have one of my favorite actresses in the entire world, oh, Troian Belisario and thank
1: you for joining us. Wow, that's like an awesome introduction that is so kind.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. I've, I actually love supporting your like LA film premieres. I've gone to Still a Rose and then also Martyrs so far. That's Every so time, cool. it's incredible.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Thank
0: you. I love watching you because um, you always bring so much depth to your characters, which a lot of actresses, they try to get there, but like you really dive in and like become that character.
1: Wow. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Of course. Well, I want to talk about Feed. We're so excited to talk about Feed. Please, please. I watched it like two nights ago, yeah. and I was floored. Like it was such an amazing thing, and I love that you spoke on such a topic so close to your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people may be too scared or they'll think it's like taboo to talk about those types of things. Yeah. And um, whenever you first like came out to tell everyone about um, your eating disorder, was it something where you were surprised at how much love and support that you got from everyone?
1: Well, I think that, you know, truthfully, and this is sort of what I wanted to examine, you know, when I wrote Feed, was that I didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. I was experiencing, you know, uh, m- my own illness. Mm-hmm. And because I was so deeply involved with my own patterns and restrictions, I didn't know that I was suffering. And so, really, my family and friends and teachers, um, as Olivia's do in the film, they are the ones who have to come out and say, we notice that something's wrong, we don't know what's going on with you, and it's really not until you know, she speaks to a therapist who says, "You know, do you ever have this voice, do you ever experience this, uh, you know, I think this is what you're struggling with.
0: Definitely. I think that moment in the film was my favorite and most frustrating just because he was trying to tell you like the signs like you you might have this voice inside of your head and I'm like okay listen to him listen to him and meanwhile your brother Matt is just like screaming in your face and it's like it took a while to be able to break down that barrier and really listen to him but at that moment in the film I was so uh, like my jaw just dropped I'm like finally like she took his advice and kind of like, kind of broke out of that pattern.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's It's a very, very important moment for her as a character. And I think it's important for anybody who's struggling with it because you have such an intense relationship with your disease and with what it has done for you, you know, people form these behaviors and patterns because they are in reaction to something and Olivia is in reaction to grief Mm -hmm. to losing such a huge part of her life and so for me what I wanted to explore with that was you know if what you're trying to avoid is losing your brother Mm -hmm. and you know dealing with his death and here you have this thing that looks like your brother screaming at you saying you know you're gonna drive me away you're gonna do this if you if you treat yourself um, or if you take care of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, then how do you deal, do you choose life? Do you choose to be with him in death? You know, there were, a, it's a really important moment for her character.
0: Definitely. And this is something you've called multiple times your passion project, which yes. is so cool. You have said like it took you eight years, I think, to write. You have yes. been a little busy the past seven years, True, but that is. have you ever kind of pushed it aside a little bit just because it was too painful to relive some of the memories?
1: Um, I think for me, uh, writing it was always really cathartic. Mm-hmm. It was a way for me to, um, because it wasn't my story, which was great, but, it, but I got to examine some of the themes and some of the behaviors and all of these, you know, my, my relationship to my disease through Olivia. I, it was a way for me to remain in constant conversation with my recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so writing it was very cathartic because I was constantly having to look at it and say, okay, am I, am I lying right now when I'm writing this scene? Am I trying to protect my disease? Am I trying to, you know, say that behaving this way is okay? Or am I being honest Mm -hmm. about what it's like to struggle? Um, acting it was very different. Acting it was really challenging, uh, particularly physically putting myself, uh, you know through the the weight loss um, and putting myself in a room where I was writing lines for an actor to say to me that Mm -hmm. were actually like the physical manifestation of things that my disease says to me I was like okay um, this is tough and why am I doing this Mm -hmm. there were a lot particularly for me I remember I had a moment when we were shooting the hospitalization scenes and I was wandering around hospital and I just turned to my director Tommy and I was like why did I do this Mm -hmm. why am I back here and I was intensely triggered and he was like you're doing this because if you can speak out about this and you can inspire other people to get help in the way that you got help you could save a life So he said, I'm gonna need you to be strong Mm -hmm. for the next five days, and then I'm gonna get you out of this hospital. I remember he looked at me and he was like, and we're gonna be out and you're gonna be done. And uh, and, you know, if we can inspire somebody to health, then it will be worth it.
0: That's incredible. And I love how it is so inspiring for people who are going through this, like they may not really understand what's happening to them. So like a movie like this might be able to kind of open up their minds to be like, wow, like I do have a problem. I need to get some help on another side of that mm-hmm. for people like me who, me who have never experienced something like that it really kinda opened my eyes to like a whole new world Like I didn't know the symptoms really I didn't know that sometimes that you can hear a voice inside of your head mm-hmm. I didn't know any of that so knowing what I know now and whenever I watch it again with my family I hope that we all become more educated to be able to be aware of the people around us because I think that is a huge impact that this film will have as well for people who are able to now kind of see people in a different light and maybe um, help save them in a sense.
1: Thank you. I'm really really happy that it resonated with you in that way. Thank you.
0: Yeah definitely and I do want to say okay so in in the movie your twin Matt uh, Tom Felton super big fan. Awesome. So what was it like getting him on board because he is just like A huge star as well. He's massive,
1: actually one of the most interesting things was uh, when this film almost came together I think four years ago he was going to play Julian, uh, the boyfriend and so we met him and we talked and we hit it off great and and, you know he had um, he also felt like the film resonated with him because he was like, I know people who have struggled with this and I feel like it's a really beautiful and important um, story. And And then it was like a tragedy because I was like, oh my God, amazing, great, you're gonna be a part of this. And then the film fell apart. Yeah. And I was like, ugh. And then it was cool because then when it started to come back in a new way, I approached him again and I said, You know, would you wanna do this? And he said, yeah, absolutely, but I wanna play Matt. And I was like, yeah absolutely totally because the thing about Tom which is so wonderful and what Matt needed to be Mm -hmm. is he needed to be charming and funny and lovable and he also needed to be able to be cruel and abusive and he rode that line between portraying Matt the brother and Matt the personification of the disease so well Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that I don't know, yeah, I'm, I'm so thrilled that he was, and he was able to do the, the role because he was amazing.
0: That's awesome. And I, I also want to say with this film, um, I love how, how real it is, but also I wanted to ask with, with Olivia, she at first kind of hears this voice inside of her head and she almost feels like it might be comforting at first because her mm-hmm. brother who is gone is in front of her again. Yeah. And so I guess maybe because it started off in such a comforting place. Did she just not realize that like her brother probably wouldn't want her to do the things that he was asking? I guess she maybe got so comfortable and then just didn't see the signs that it was going downhill.
1: Well, the thing that I really wanted to explore with that is that, um, you know, Eating disorders oftentimes manifest as a coping mechanism. Um, For Olivia, particularly, it was with grief. For many other people, it can be as a reaction to extreme situations of pressure or trauma, um, sexual abuse or, you know, there's so many different reasons, depression. Mm -hmm. And so something will happen, a triggering event, and then you attempt to exercise control over parts in your life as a response to that mm-hmm. because it's so traumatic what happens it's so traumatic what happens to Olivia in losing Matt that she's you know that what I wanted to show was that originally sometimes when you engage with an eating disorder and eating disorder it is essentially getting your life back in a state of control, Mm -hmm. you're handling it, you're compartmentalizing those feelings or you are controlling your intake of food um, or your relationship with other people. um, And that is making it, that's making you able to deal with the rest of your life. So I wanted Matt, when he comes back for the first time, to be a comfort. I wanted her to get back on track in mm-hmm. school and to say, oh, look, I can I can have this relationship with Julian. I can get back on track to being valedictorian. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And for her to sort of build up this in this world that couldn't sustain itself before the bottom gets pulled out mm-hmm. and before she realizes that, in fact, actually this is the thing that's going to destroy
0: her. Yeah, and she she got so comforted that he was there that she even after... He basically wanted her to like jump off the balcony even at that point she was still thinking like like uh, he he knows what he's doing like he's trying to help me here but what I wanted to ask was why did you think Olivia felt so guilty like maybe she was responsible for his death in a sense because I feel like she felt somewhat responsible
1: yeah she definitely does I think that there's well there's a lot of guilt particularly I think when you lose somebody so close to you um, about why am I the one who's surviving Mm -hmm. you know why did they have to die and I didn't and that's the traumatic event of the car accident you know we were in the same car accident we were born of the same two people why did I survive and why did he die was it something I did was it something I said and all of these you know things that you question when you're dealing with a loss but particularly when he asks her to jump from the roof and join him in death Um, a really important thing for me to talk about through the film is that you know mental uh, is that eating disorders have the highest mortality rate of all mental illnesses Um, and it can be from you know cardiac arrest or from internal damage but it's also from suicide because I think sometimes when you're that engaged with your eating disorder you feel like there is literally no way out and taking your life is a way to end the pain and that's why she you know she asked she says you know will it hurt and he says you know, nothing will hurt anymore mm-hmm. um, but that was a you know a really important scene in order for Olivia to hit rock bottom because when she's hospitalized and she gets that chance to live again and to seek treatment and to find a way of living without her eating disorder she can see how beautiful life can be
0: Definitely. And I love at the end where she's able to kind of figure out, okay, and we know that she's going to get back on the right steps to recovery and Mm -hmm. uh, the relationship she's starting out now and like having, it seems like he's there for her as well and is going to kind of not like, he kind of like made light of it. Like, you know what? Like, you know, everyone goes through things. You're going to be okay. And I'm going to be here to get you through it. Yeah. Which I loved.
1: Yeah. I'm really glad that you, you know, and I, I think the important thing about that final scene is that, here she is engaging romantically with somebody from a place of health mm-hmm. and, you know, from a place of recovery. And it's not that Matt's not in the room. She can still see him mm-hmm. and she can still hear him. But it's about the way that she's going to choose to engage with him or she's going to choose to engage with, you know, Julian and the rest of her life.
0: Definitely. And one last question. We just found yeah. out that you are going to be on Where Did You Go, Bernadette, which is super exciting. Yeah. And are you, have you read the book?
1: Yes, I did. I loved
0: it so much. That's awesome. And like, Get to work with Kate Blanchett and Kristen Wiig. Like I'm sure that's going to be a dream for you.
1: Oh my God, I'm super excited. I I wish that I had scenes with Kristen Wiig because I feel like actually maybe I don't because I feel like I wouldn't <laughs> be able to contain myself. I'd probably just like die <laughs> laughing. Um, but I'm I feel so so grateful to be a part of you know this job and the book is so amazing and the script is incredible and you know Richard Linklater and mm-hmm. Kay Blanchett and everybody who's in the ensemble it's just such an incredible crew of people
0: um, I feel very very fortunate that's amazing and you guys make sure to check out feed it goes live tomorrow July yes. 18th yes. and what streaming services
1: uh, it's gonna be on iTunes and on VOD uh, at first and then we'll see after that but Please check it out. Thank yes. you. Yes.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a dream to interview you. No. You're like on my dream list. Oh
1: my God. This is my <laughs> interview. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you so
0: much. Well, thanks for joining us. And where can everyone find you on social media?
1: Um, oh uh, gosh, my handles are all, it's so weird. It's sleep in the garden without an E. So um I think if you type it into most things, you'll see it says Troy and Belisario, and it'll come up. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure to tune in next week for another special guest, and we will see you guys then. Bye. Bye. you guys that was so much fun such an incredible interview a dream honestly to interview her but you guys thank you so much for tuning in you can find me everywhere at mr dakota t jones make sure to check out feed starting tomorrow july 18th it's going live on most streaming services i also want to give a quick shout out to amy cassandra who was my camera lady today love her so much so thank you guys so much for tuning in we will see you next week